Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out, not for his own interests, but also everyone for those of others. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. Nay, rather, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child. Like a weaned child on its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at, one of, at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. He said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful passage. I always use it in pro-life talks, brothers and sisters, to encourage those who are working for the unborn who, more than anyone else, are unable to repay us for the good we do to them. And it's the greatest good, the saving of their lives. Indeed, I, I point out to people especially when they ask us, well, what do you do for them during the rest of their lives? The answer is everything. When they have their first day of school, they have us to thank. When they go on their first date, they have us to thank. When they graduate high school or college, they have us to thank. When they obtain that degree, they have us to thank. When they are enjoying their wedding day or the birth of their first child, they have us to thank. 
at every moment of their lives, they can look back and they can say, without the person who saved my life, I would have none of this. What do we do with them for the rest of their lives? We give it to them. And no one can adequately repay someone for saving their lives. These unborn children for whom we speak, for whom we advocate, whom we defend, whose lives we seek to protect by law, by electing candidates willing to protect them, and then working to both pass and enforce those laws, these children don't even know that they're in danger. I often point out not only can they not write or vote or protest, but because they're at the very first stages of their development, they don't even yet know how to pray. They're too small, too young. And yet their lives are just as much worthy of protection as yours and mine. When you give a banquet, do not invite those wealthy people who can pay you back. Invite those who can't. You should be happy, the gospel says. This is, what, this is one of the ways that Jesus turns our worldly thinking upside down. The Beatitudes, of course, do that most perfectly and powerfully. He turns our worldly thinking upside down. Often we think in the ways of the world, oh, let's invite this or that influential person and they'll be able then to do us some political favor in return, give us some money in return. Invite those who cannot repay you and be happy that they can't. Be happy that they can't. I always remember President Trump telling the story about how he could pick up the phone at any time if he wanted to and call people he knew and have them give multi-million dollar gifts for his campaign, for his other needs. He didn't do that because he said, you know, there's the other side of the coin. Then they feel like they can call in favors from you. I don't want to be beholden to anybody but the American people. See, that's leadership. That's, that's what every leader should be able to do. Just, t you know, count on, tell me when you, once you've counted on one hand uh, the other leaders who are like that. And we see the same in ecclesiastical circles, events and things that are done precisely because, oh, these are the wealthy donors, or these are the potential donors, or these are the influential people. Let me bring them together. It happens every single day. Invite the poor the blind, the lame. Don't invite those who can repay you. Invite those who cannot and rejoice that they cannot repay you. In the community of the faith, Paul says, be of one mind. We all profess the same creed, right? We have to believe in those same truths. Let's not allow anyone to water down who we are. Oh, everybody come, you know, that's all right, come as you are. No, you come to the church and you believe what the church believes. Otherwise, why are you coming? So he says, be of one mind, thinking one thing. And then he says, look at others as more important than yourselves. Don't do anything out of selfishness. And you know, I have to say something here. <laughs> I was reading something the other day about the 
one of our good uh, brother priests, uh, Monsignor Phil Riley, the helpers of God's precious infants. Maybe many of you are involved in that. I know Monsignor, he's been to our headquarters. We've done some programs with him. We've always praised and supported the great work of the people that he has organized to go out in front of abortion mills regularly, but somebody uh, in, on his uh, team put together a, a, a book, you know, outlining his, his great work, but they, at a certain point in the book, they fell into a, a little trap that uh, I've heard various others fall into also, where they begin uh, to just ever so tangentially criticize those who raise a lot of funds or get a salary. Now, I don't, I, first 22 years of my leadership of Priest for Life, I didn't get any salary. I did it as a volunteer. And now my, my salary is just above 14000 But the idea that somehow there's something wrong with raising money or getting a salary, in fact, biblically, the worker deserves his pay is a, is a scriptural principle. So that's not what Paul means here by selfishness. And I don't think nine out of ten uh, people uh, wouldn't uh, agree with what I'm saying. But there's, there's a little fringe. There, 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 there's, there's a certain way of thinking that says that if we're following Paul's words here and we're doing it just for the purpose of serving others, that somehow raising money or receiving money doesn't, it has to be excluded from that. Uh, that's a wrong way of thinking. The Lord Jesus tells us we are not to be attached in any way to money, but he also tells us use the things of this world for the advancement of the kingdom. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be speaking to you right now if we couldn't raise the money to... You know, we got some expensive equipment right here in front of me in order to bring you these masses every day. Well, you know that. I'm just pointing it out to just sound the alarm a little bit about some misinterpretations of these biblical lessons. Our heart is in the mission, in the faith, and in the service of those who cannot repay us. The unborn, first and foremost. Let us rejoice that they cannot repay us, for great will be our reward in the resurrection of the just. Friends, let this shape our work, let this shape our decisions, and let it encourage you today as you advocate for the very least among us, the unborn children. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.